It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Troy Parks, James Seltzer with you. Reacting to Howie and Nick saying nothing. I got to learn a lot about Kirby Smart and freaking Shane Steichen. Like, thank you, Colts reporter. Thank you, Georgia guy. Like, you know, look, uh, I thought for what it's worth, Elliot Troy Parks, our, our, our guy, did a nice job with his questions, but... You know, it just, uh, I don't know. Elliot, you're out there at the comma. I'll, I'll save my thoughts for a second from now, but how you doing? How's Indy? How Good. Go, I mean, you know, another year in beautiful Indianapolis. Um, it is like, I will say, I have a bunch of a bunch of takeaways, so we'll, we'll get into all of them. Um, one big picture takeaway I guess I have is like Nick and Howie seemed like more refreshed than the last time they spoke. We haven't heard from them, obviously, since a few days or a week or whatever it was after the loss to Tampa. Um, definitely a lot of questions about last season. So it wasn't a complete turning of the page, but again, and you know, I know people might not want to hear this right now because we are mad at the Eagles, but like they just always come across as more competent than most people around the league. So I, I, I agree that at the podium, they're not going to say a ton, but there were definitely some interesting takeaways. I think like my, my perception of what they're going to do this off season has changed than before I got to Indianapolis. Um, so yeah, I think there were some takeaways on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, but overall, like, I just, um, I don't know, man, like they're just two people that when I'm around them and they talk, like they sound yeah. competent, like they know. Uh, I, I, here's the thing. I, I get it. It just between the end of year press conference and this one, I know they looked sad at the end of year press conference, but it doesn't feel like what we've heard from them. 
And, uh, you know, like the the way that things have been addressed, it doesn't feel like the Eagles uh, are at the same level of anger and frustration about the way last season ended as the fan base is. You know, that's – and I'm, I look, I'm not saying they aren't. I'm, you know, I know they're upset with the way the season ended and all that. But, but like, the messaging from them, which is usually, like, perfect – it just doesn't feel like, and you know, look, they fired coordinators. They've made changes. It just, I don't know, like, like it just feels like they're kind of just walking past things and kind of being like business as usual when it, when the coach was almost fired, you know, <laughs> like when, when we have AJ Brown calling into to WIP of his own because he's upset. Like, it just feels like there is so like. It feels like from the outside looking in, there is turmoil. There is, you know, change. Again, coach is fired. Nick almost losing his job. Players. Uh, and again, and that's nothing with the A.J. Brown thing, by the way. Like, A.J., and I look, again, we've talked about we're not going to dive into it. But, you know, I appreciate that he called in. I appreciate that he spoke his mind. But, you know, the more I think about it, the more I get frustrated where it's like, like, AJ, you should also be talking to your team because the things we're talking about are reports from your locker room, are players saying things. Like, we're not the ones coming out and saying, hey, Jalen needs to be more vocal. That's leaks from the team and from the locker room and all these things. So it's like, I just feel like there's, it feels like from the outside looking in that, that everything is not hunky-dory down there, but I don't feel like I get that from Howie and Nick when I see them speak. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's a it's somewhere in the middle. Like, I, I definitely, to your point, like, they fired both coordinators. So I don't think they're just running it back. I do think, and I've gotten this sense, really, during the whole collapse, definitely down in Indianapolis, like, I just think they view... The end of last season, I don't want to say is like an admiration or whatever that I'm not able to pronounce the word right now. Aberration, yes. An aberration, yeah. I don't think they view it completely as that, but I think they're being honest when like, I mean, Nick has referenced a few times, like the offense wasn't terrible last year. And so I- I, But that's what concerns me, Elliot. Like the season- ended with a disaster like the whole reason people are upset the whole reason there's quote-unquote negativity around is because they lost six of seven and got boat raced against baker mayfield they got embarrassed they didn't show up guys didn't tackle guys didn't try like like i just think that that i think it's a mistake not to to uh you know acknowledge that more and put more into to trying to fix it rather than just being like, eh, it happens. Like, well, no, so, not like think, that it doesn't. I don't think, for what it's worth, I do not believe, I do not believe their attitude is, eh, it happened. Like, no, they fire again, guys. I get that. They yeah. message it to us that way. Like, I, I just think that there, it feels like there's a disconnect from the way they're talking so, to the actual actions. So to piggyback off that, my one of my main takeaways – it might not be my main takeaway, but it certainly is like number two, is I truly believe this idea that Nick is a CEO head coach is not correct. I think it is going to be somewhat business as usual how they've done the last few years. Now, with the caveat of they're bringing somebody from outside in. Like the, last year, they, they just promoted Brian Johnson. He didn't have fresh eyes. He didn't have fresh ideas, right? Like all those things. I believe Kellen Moore is going to come in and he is going to have new ideas and he is going to bring new things to the offense. But you heard Nick say today, like the goal is to mesh what he's done 
with what Kellen has done. Yeah, but he can't be neutered. That's the thing is if Nick says I have literally nothing to do with this, he's completely neutered. You know what I mean? Like I I don't think I I don't think Nick was ever going to come out and be like, look, at the end of postseason press conference, they said we're going to bring someone in to run the offense and to call the plays like. I, like you could put a spit on it one way or another, and and look, here's the thing: it better be that way. Like no one wants Nick involved in the offense, and of course they're going to come in. They're not going to come in and completely change, like run something that Nick is like foreign to or whatever. He's still the head coach of the team, but he's not, I, I like I don't think he's going to be calling plays. Like I think he is saving face, being like I I this is still my team and my handprint is on it. But I, I absolutely think Kellen Moore is coming in and it's his show. From an offensive so perspective, I, I think I think Kellen Moore might have like slightly more power than Brian Johnson did, but I don't think it's going to be Kellen Moore runs the offensive meeting, Nick sitting there and listening and offering input. Like I think it's going to be like you know Kellen has a strong voice, and I think Nick will probably not override him as much as he did Brian Johnson. But again, like what and again, this is what I think is going to happen. Not what I'm saying. I hope happens. Not what I'm saying. What fans should want to happen. I just don't get the vibe that Nick is a CEO head coach. I get the vibe that it is mostly the same setup with like a little more power and fresh ideas to the offensive coordinator. So now, do I think that's a good idea? Me and you are on different sides of this. I agree with you that the offense was bad at the end of the year. That playoff game, it was a disaster. And while, again, I know the numbers, like whatever, it was just like watching it, all those things, like I'm more on your side than I used to be. But... And this goes back to kind of what you were saying about their messaging. I just don't believe they think the offense needs a complete overhaul. I think they think the defense needs completely rebuilt, like players, scheme, coaching, coaching staff, like completely rebuilt. I don't think they feel that way about the offense. I think they think the offense needs some influx of new ideas and the players need to play better. And like maybe as a result, that involves a Nick being slightly less involved. But I don't think that they think Nick is like some offensive idiot that can't solve anything. I think that they are going to do a lot of what they did last year, but just with with new things as well. But maybe uh, look, I, I I think that's a mistake. I think that ultimately, I don't want Nick calling plays. I don't want him involved in play calling. I want him to worry about the other stuff, and I want Kellen Moore to come in and be in charge of the offense. And I ultimately, I get your point. I think that Kellen Moore will have more power than you are saying, or that you you believe he will. Look, Nick's still that coach of the football team, but I do think that they, at the end of the season, told Nick, like, this isn't your offense anymore. Like, we are bringing in I, someone. See, I don't think to, that anymore. Uh, but but I, again, go back to that postseason press conference. He literally said, we are bringing in someone to run the offense, quote unquote. We're bringing in someone to call plays, quote unquote. Like, what else does that mean? So to me, I think there was a little bit, and so you bring up messaging, of like saying, you look, we know the offense needs to be fixed, like giving fans a little bit of what they want to hear. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle of where we're at. Like I, I, I'm not sitting here and saying that it's exactly the same. I just, I don't, remember I remember we did the, the pod after the press conference and, and pod sense. It's like, you know, Vic Fangio is a head coach of the defense. Kellen Moore is a head coach of the offense. And Nick, it's like the whole, like, what does Nick do? I just, I think that... Put, taking their words at that end of season press conference when emotions were high, like they didn't know who they were going to hire, they didn't know what to set. Like, I, I just I don't think that's an accurate representation of what's going to happen. I think this press conference where you're talking about meshing ideas. Now that they've hired the coordinator, they've worked with him for a little while, they've had time to kind of have like the mood chill a little around the team. 
I think this is a more accurate representation. Like, I, like the whole like what does Nick do thing. I think Nick is basically going to be doing mostly what he's done the last few years. Yeah. See, I, I disagree. I, I think I think this was a saving face thing. I think this was a response to the what does Nick do thing. I think that they want. Like, again, like, they don't want their head coach to go, to your point, you led this pod being like, I don't think it's the, the CEO, just, I don't think they want them to, their head coach to be seen as a lame duck, kind of un, zero power, both in the locker room and out of it. Like, I don't think they want him to be viewed that way. I think that they think that they made a mistake that first press conference going so far to that side. And I think that, but I do think that ultimately, like, they are bringing in someone in to completely revamp, not revamped it, because I think they hired Kellen Moore partially because he philosophically believes in the same things Nick Sirianni does. I think ultimately, like, that's the thing, is I think they hired someone who likes what Nick likes and generally is a similar offensively minded philosophically so that they could mesh concepts or whatever. But in reality, I think it's going to be Kellen Moore's offense, and I think that I think this was a way to, to not make Nick seem comp- as neutered so, as they neutered him. So to take this like to the next step of it, here's what I'll say. Like, we'll see what happens. Like Maybe you're right, and it's completely neutered. Maybe whoever. But I and think— And again, I don't think neutered— Like it, They are neutering him from a public standpoint, but I think that's the right role. Like, I think he should be the CEO of the team. I've, I've said that so many times as we've talked about. Yeah, so I, I will say this too, though, that when they set this power structure up, right, I hope that it was crystal clear to Nick what it was. Because if this is like Nick is completely out of the offense and this is all just saving face, then Nick knows that. But the vibe I get is like, I don't think, I don't think Nick views this as what maybe like the public views it as. And in a season that could already be somewhat tense and with a lot of expectations, and not even expectations like winning a Super Bowl, but just expectations of it not being the disaster it was last year, we know Nick is like a very um, like emotional, kind of like prideful guy. Like I, my worry would be is if there's not a clear setup of how this is going to run, and it is gray where it's like, Nick, we're going to bring in Kellen, and he's going to bring a lot of new ideas, but like you're still going to be involved. And then they get to week four, and Nick feels like his ideas aren't being listened to, and really how he hired Kellen. So like those would be, a, that's a concern I have. Because I, I just, I hope that however they set it up is crystal clear. Because I think if there's gray, there's a lot of like a uh, lot of potential there for problems. And a lot of like maybe having to make sure Nick feels that he hasn't been completely neutered or like Nick gets all of a sudden a month into the season. He's like, well, this isn't what I signed up for. Totally. So no, I think there's a great point. I agree. With I, this. I think I think they're and look, I think they're a well-run organization. I know the end of the season was bad, but like they have had problems before with pro- with like power dynamics and like who who does recently this? recently. Yeah, so. So I believe that they don't think things are changing and Nick is in a role that he's always been in. So like I don't think they view it as a problem. But if it if it is like Jeffrey and how he hired Kellen and Nick was like, well, he has the same ideas as me, I could see some room for disaster because I don't think Nick is just going to sit back and like just, you know, be a bystander in the meetings. Like I do believe Nick thinks like it's his offense still. Yeah, well, then that I think that's a major problem. I agree with you. And I think that could end up being a disaster. And I think that could signal... I mean, I think that could be something that leads to Nick's end here, you know? So we'll see. if, if you know Because if things aren't working and Nick... Because fe- Nick will feel the heat. 
You know, if the offense right. is struggling, if they Nickel feel the heat, and if he feels compelled to try and do more or to try and because there wasn't a set thing or whatever, yeah, I think that could ultimately end up, you know, if being his downfall here, or ultimately. But um, I hope it doesn't go that way. But look, I, <laughs> I, I obviously I, I like yeah. Hank and I'm rooting for him, and I didn't want to fire him, but like I will tell you that, and we said this last pod where it's almost like. You know, the more this offseason's gone on, the more I feel like maybe they should have just fired him. You know, well, to, uh, to your point, and I think what you said there, we disagree about what we think the uh, Eagles a- uh, expect the roles to be or whatever. Um, but I think what you you and I couldn't be more aligned with what you just said. I, I think that it sets up the potential for, for real problems if there so, is, a, you know, a, a, any sort of question of, of who's in charge of this and that, especially if things don't go well at first. Like, Nick's the one whose job is on the line right away, you know? I think if they thought Nick wasn't a good offensive coach, they would have fired him. Like, I've just never gotten the sense that inside the NovaCare, they think the offense is a disaster, like people do on the outside. Now, we'll see who's right, you know? Like, they could be wrong about that for sure. But there's just been too many times where Nick has mentioned, you know, well, we're top 10 in this, and we're like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, but Nick, you keep talking about Nick. I, I think that when you talk about the Eagles— Well, but they kept Nick. I, I just don't think I Nick understand is saying that, thing, but I— but, really but, quick, really, well, I, I don't think Nick is saying one thing to the media— and then saying something completely different in the meetings with Jeffrey. But my point is, I think there are a thousand reasons they could have kept Nick. First and foremost, I think the single biggest reason they kept Nick is because they didn't want to fire the guy who went to the playoffs three years in a row and was in the Super Bowl less than a year prior to that. Like, I think that the optics mattered to the Eagles there. Mm, I think think that's I absolutely believe that. And I also think that they believe in the guy who got them to the Super Bowl, but I don't think it's because of his offensive beliefs and offensive skills. I think they believe in Nick Sirianni, the leader of men. Like, so it doesn't have to necessarily do that. I don't think that what Nick believes about his offensive ability is necessarily what Jeffrey believes about it. I think Jeffrey believes that the guy can lead men. They can get people to believe in him. That he can create a culture because I think the, what Nick said today that I agree with that I think Jeffrey believes is when Nick said that a year ago we had the best culture any of us have ever seen here or some of us have ever been a part of. Like I think that Jeffrey believes in that. I don't think they believe in Nick Sirianni as an offensive mind or whatever. I don't think they think he's an idiot, but they they don't fire Brian Johnson and do the Kellen Ward thing if they believe in Nick as an offensive mind. They just don't. I think they think the offense. They would say, all right, let's go back to Nick calling plays because it's his chance. It's his team. Like There's no way, man. Yeah, so I think they think the offense needed new ideas. But to your point about what Nick said is they were a year they're a year removed from having like the best culture or whatever he said. Like they're also a year removed from having one of the best offenses. In but franchise. they lost Shane Steichen. No, but they I, lost, I, I, you but, underrate that every time. Like I, they lost no, no, the no. guy who I believe was the architect of the offense. The guy who once they changed play calling to him, the offense started working. Like flat out. End of discussion. Like what are we talking about? No, but I don't think I. I think you believe that more than they do. Is all I'm. I don't to know. Say. I I don't know. I, but I think they believe it. I think they believe it more than you think they believe it. I think I Nick, did, of course, is going to defend himself in his offense always. Right, but I think they. I think they would have fired Nick if they if they thought that like I don't. They, I don't yeah. though. So that's where we disagree. Let's move on to something yeah. else because we're just spinning our wheels. I think that that's why they hired Cal Moore. They don't believe in Nick as an offensive genius, but they believe in him as a head coach of a football team, and they're going to bring someone in who they believe can actually do the offensive stuff, and that's why they hired Cal Moore. That's what I think. Obviously, you disagree. All right. I want to get to some other takeaways from this. Uh, first, download the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. I mean, 
there's so much awesome stuff coming up. We're going to have baseball over-unders coming up, win totals. Uh, you can win money betting on basketball. It, it's full-on basketball betting time right now. I'm sure there's some soccer you can bet on, right, Elliot? Always, of course. I mean, the union are back, obviously. Man, big win by Leeds on Friday, so I'm very pumped about that. So I've been, we all I've been are. dropping yes. some shekels on that. No, I know. I know everyone does. Um, yeah. But, yeah, dude, soccer's fun to bet. Like, anytime goal scorer, like, total goals. Like, if you're not into soccer but you want to, to get into it, Betting it is a really good way to get into it. I was even betting a little hockey over the weekend. You bet yeah. on shots. Some good stuff. So it's so much fun. And and here's the beautiful thing. We're watching these sports anyway. I was watching the Flyers. I was like, eh, may as well bet on it. Bang. Bet parks. Bang. Lost some money. Could have won it, though. In this case, I didn't. But that's the beautiful thing. You know what? I spent three and a half hours watching a game that I was that much more into because I put the money on it. It's so much fun. Here's a great deal for you. If you're a new user, if you sign up now, you make your first bet. If it's a $10 winner, $125 in sports bonus back. It's a great deal. You can find the details on betparks.com. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. So it is warm here in Indianapolis. It's going to be cold later in the week. It's apparently warm back in Philly, and it's going to stay warm. So At least warm-ish, you know, right. like 50s, 60s type thing. Here but but here, here's the thing, and I know people know where I'm going with this because I've said it before, and it's one of the most like mind-blowing things I never thought of before we started this, is if you don't have good windows, it kind of really doesn't matter if you have a good like HVAC system. So like right now it's warm in Indianapolis, which means if you're in in Indy and you're a listener of the pod in Indy and you have good windows, then your air that you're using to stay cool needs to stay inside with windows. If you're back in Philly later in the week when it's apparently going to get cold, you need good windows so that the heat that you're using so you're not cold inside stays inside. So I never thought about that before we started working with Window Nation. I'm obsessed with the temperature in the house. Like I'm always changing it. I'm always looking at what I want it to be. And I never factored that like having good windows is part of that. So to have good windows and to make sure you're not just letting money literally leave your house that you're paying out of your HVAC, you have to get Window Nation. And this month only, replace your windows and save big with up to 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, no payments for 24 months. Their professional installation team has over 10 years of experience. They're kind of like the Howie of insulation. They've done it for 10 years. But unlike Howie, their success rate, I think, is like they never have, you never have to come back. They always come and do it the first day. They do it in a day or less. 
And with proven quality and service, it's no wonder that thousands of homeowners have trusted Window Nation for their homes, and you can too. So don't miss out. With 50% off and zero down, plus zero interest and no payments for 24 months, you can't afford to wait. It's easy. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, let's get in. Uh, I want your other takeaways, but quickly, I mentioned something at the top I just want to hammer down on. Like, Seriously, Indianapolis Colts reporters, go to your freaking Colts interviews. Like, I know, and and the freaking Kirby Smart guy at both press conferences. Like, I understand the combines for everyone and all that. But, like, and I understand you're writing a Kirby Smart story. Cool, man. I'm super psyched for you and your Kirby Smart story. Like, we have 15 minutes of time with these people, and we just had a disastrous freaking collapse of a season, and we're taking up two minutes talking about this. Like, it's just annoying. I'm sorry. I know most people don't care. I freaking care. I, I want those people banned. Like, just <laughs> go to go to your own press conferences. Like, you don't need Nick Sirianni's quote on Kirby Smart, your stupid freaking story. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, so I think mostly stories that are built around quotes are boring. So, I, I, like, it's 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 just it's 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 so annoying, man. It's it's so, that, that you waste two and a half minutes of our time for one line in a freaking five hundred word, seven fifty word story about Kirby Smart. Like it's just it's frustrating. Well, it was interesting, like Howie is so short with all of his answers, except the Shane Steichen one. <laughs> and Nick is so long with every answer that whenever you ask him anything, you have to decide, like, is it worth committing four minutes of time to this? So, yeah, not ideal. So do you want my other big takeaway? I do. All right. I think this team is going to, like, make it rain on defense. I think that I haven't looked over it yet, like, a ton of the defensive free agents. But whoever, like, the top 10 guys are on defense to hit free agency, it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles signed, like, two of them. Like, I think they're going to get a stud linebacker. I think they're going to get a stud, a stud safety. Now, look, maybe that's in the draft, but I, I really think that they view the defense. Not We're not getting back to the offense, but I think they view the team like this. The offense needs tweaked and people need to play better. The defense needs overhauled. And I think the way they're going to overhaul it is not how they've done in the past. If you think about last offseason – on defense, they certainly weren't big name players, but they also weren't expensive players. Like one year to Nicholas Moreau, one year to Justin Evans, um, kind of stopgap guys. Zach Cunningham ended up being a one year deal. I think this offseason, you're going to go see them go out and give multi years to young guys. Like, and again, I haven't looked at the list yet, but you know, like a Jeremy Chin or, or somebody that is going to come in here, going to cost money for sure. Like maybe if LeJarius Sneed hits the open market. But I think they're gonna they're they're gonna spend to fix the defense. I don't believe that's what they feel they need on offense. And as a result, like all this cap space they have and all the additional space they have with the cap going up, like I think they're gonna spend it. Like the Eagles Town Hall we do at McGurk's, which everyone should come hang out with, I think it's gonna be a very exciting time because I think the big names that go off the board quick, like they're some of them are gonna end up in midnight green. Woo, look at this. I love it. Look, there's already been Legereus Sneed rumors, obviously, Milton Williams out there tweeting about recruiting him and all that type of stuff. So, look, I, I uh, obviously, they need the help. I think if there's one thing they could do to kind of turn this city's frown upside down and be to bring in some big-time guys like that. Um, and, look, I do agree with you the way how we talked. It felt like they're going to – they recognize they need to, to make change on the defense. But I also thought they, you know, multiple times pointed out, like, like – they expect more from Nolan Smith. They expect more from Jordan Davis. They expect more. Like, those guys are going to be part of it, too. I agree with you. I think they're going to spend some money to replace some spots. But they're also going to expect some of those guys to step up. Howie made that really clear. 
Yeah, so I definitely think with Nolan Smith and how he said something, and I might be paraphrasing slightly, but something along the lines like we wish he would have played more or, or something like that. So I do think they think Nolan has more potential than he showed last year. Obviously, he barely played. I think they're being completely naive if they think Jordan Davis is like a, a starter on a big down in the NFL. I think he's a nice player. I don't think he's who you want on third down facing Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And like, that's kind of what you need to think of when you, when you sign these guys. But you're right that I think Milt Williams is going to play. I think Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Josh Sweat. Um, maybe we'll get into Hassan in a minute. But like, I don't think the defensive line... I don't think like that's where their money's going to go. They, they, so I agree with you on the young players. The issue is at linebacker and safety, they don't really have young players. Like Sidney Brown's coming off an ACL tear. Reed Blankenship is a nice player, but he's not, I don't think, like a five-year starter for this team. At linebacker, I hate to say it, but like giving N'Kobe the job again would be a mistake. So like I think that they're going to have those young guys compete, but I think that they will sign someone in free agency that at day one, snap one, like is the starter, like in ink, like at at – multiple positions on defense yeah uh, look i i agree with a lot of that and uh i think i think it's going to be really interesting to see where they decide i mean it was interesting for howie to be like hey we're probably not going to add a defensive tackle like we might but we're not right. He rarely does that with positions of value like um i thought it was Which interesting. Means they're definitely going to go sign a defensive tackle. <laughs> i know first but, round yeah. pick defensive tackle um yeah i, I think look i think and look, I do think that while right now, you know, I'm more concerned about the team than hopeful heading into next year in terms of like, I'm still in, you know, I want to win the Super Bowl every year and I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year, but they could. Like, it is possible. This, the league is, is, it's very easy to bounce back and they do have the talent. Like, the old, the way it works is they sign a couple big dudes a couple players step up and the offense figures it out and is awesome again and Jalen's great. Like that could happen. Right. Um, and I think that's their plan. You know, it's just you know, right now I think the the you know, the concern is about the the way that season ended and how it still just feels like we haven't really figured out why it all fell apart, you know? And, so I, was, and I was thinking you know, it's about just that execution, too. AJ said, but it's like you know, like and I do think the be- AJ Brown the, the saying it kind of just fell away from us and we couldn't, you know, catch it and it kind of just kept falling getting for which snowball you know snowball runs downhill the whole all those cliches and stuff like that but still it just feels like it feels like there was more there at the end of the season than than ah we you know we just kind of lost six to seven and and stunk in the playoffs like it just it just feels like we haven't really gotten an appropriate or yeah viable explanation for why it all fell apart the way it so, did and why it looked the way it did to us, the players, uh, you know, out of it, not, you know, all that stuff. So I've been thinking about that. And like, look, I think there are definitely things that happened in that Novacare that we don't know. Like interactions with players that maybe were tense that we don't know about. This guy believes in this guy and this guy, like all those things, right? But I do think that now that it's like basically March and the season's been over for two months, if there was like a true smoking gun, like like a like a major thing happened that like is not out, and that is why the season collapsed, it would have came out by now. As much like, I sorry, I thought you were Facetiming me for a second. I um, did it by mistake. I I assumed okay, like a yeah. pro, you would just power it, through, and yeah, obviously yeah, you did. No, it's all good. I mean, we don't edit, <laughs> so I feel like it was a nice little side side note there. But <laughs> sure. So anyway, I think as much as look, like. Obviously, I want to know every single thing that happened. So, of course, I think that there's more to come out, but whatever. But I think that, like, we might just need to accept 
that the reality is what happened is they all just kind of blew it. And as a result, it was just really tense and bad. Like now, and I say that to say to what you were just saying, look, am I going to pick them to win the Super Bowl next year? No. But I just don't think it's like this extremely broken product. I think it needs to be fixed. And I think there's things they need to change. But I don't think it's like AJ hates Jalen and that's why it fell apart. Or like everybody doesn't like Jalen and Jalen never talks. Like I don't think it's these extremes that, you know, sometimes we want to discuss it as not me and you specifically, but certainly me sometimes. Like I, I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think it just fell apart. And like when AJ says it's execution and it got out of control, like I think there's truth to that. When, you know, Jordan Mylotta or other players hint that maybe the coaching wasn't great. I think there's truth to that. Like I think it's just a bit of everything. I don't think it's one thing that broke it. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with it's a bit of everything, but I also don't think that it doesn't mean that it can't carry over and it doesn't mean that there were things that were fundamentally wrong that can't still show up, you know? So I, I don't think we're out I, of the way. I guess what I'm I think to it say could is. go both ways. Like, I'm with you. I think yeah. they could win the Super Bowl, but I also think it could come back and it's like, oh, crap, they should have fired Nick. Like, they're, they're well, real. Fu- yeah. So that's my point. I, I'm with you. I, I think it really, you're right. It could be either of those things. And, and that's what I mean. We don't, we just don't really know. It feels like this, and I get it. Like, yeah, it sure could be things kind of fell apart at the end and they never got it back and stuff. But, I mean, that was a disastrous collapse that, you know, and again, I think the biggest part is the, you know, the the way they looked in the playoff game to just kind of, you know, give up, or at least it felt like a lot of players just give up. And I know they didn't literally, but it kind of felt that way with certain guys and the way they played and the looks on their faces and the whole thing. Like, I don't know. It just, it just, it feels very, uh, I feel very uncertain about the team. Like I was, I was ready for last year. I thought they were going to be great. Like, I don't know right now. I'm very, and obviously yeah. there's a lot of moves that I have to make and all that, but I'm just, I'm very uncertain about the, and again, it's not that I trust Jeffrey and Howie to run the organization, but I do think they're at a spot where it could go really bad still. Like it could go so, good, but it could go really bad. A hundred percent. I agree with you on that. I think two things. One, I'm just saying I don't think there's really anything we don't know at this point. Like I, I, I don't hold think on. The only thing I'll say with that, and that I and I get your point, but I don't think that we ne- like to, to the point of me on the last pod. Like it's what uh, uh, three weeks after the the se- football season's ended, and or two two weeks after the football season, and you know a month and a half since the Eagles season ended, and there's still crap happening. You know what I mean? There's still AJ Brown calling it a WIP. There's still rumors coming out. There's still Craig Carton and all. And while I don't buy into everything or this or that, like yes, while I think there's not a smoking gun, I think the the situation there was worse than we have heard the the answers for. But, like because right. again, like we're still talking about it. it's still a thing. It's still an issue for the players. There's still players leaking stuff. There's still articles coming out. Marcus Hayes is writing an article this morning where he's like players came to me now and said put it out there. Like it's not settled in the way it should be settled. Do you know what I mean? No, I guess but I agree with that, but I just think what's coming out is kind of the same thing again and again. You know, like it's well, not really uh, new information. Yeah, but again, that for some reason they told him to put it out now. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I get well, your what point. I, what annoyed me about, I don't think there what, is a, a clear smoking gun, but I do think that there is relationship, this, that, whatever type of issues there that we haven't yeah, that heard about that we, pro- that we probably won't ever hear about, but, so, but that, are, that are problems. The thing about the Marcus Hayes article, and this is not a shot at Marcus, I think Marcus is great, I like Marcus, is mostly like, dude, these Eagles players need to stop 
I agree. leaking things. Like what? Well, that's what I said with like, AJ like, before. I'm like AJ, talk to your players, man. Like right. they're the ones leaking stuff. Right. Like I, I just like I think again we've done the whole players coaches thing and both of them leak I'm sure and all that. But like I don't know, man. Like the the team needs to stop leaking things. It just it it shows to me how fractured they are because even like you can have issues with people like any workplace i'm sure there's like you know that person annoys you but you're still friends with them or like this person did this and it really makes you annoyed but at the end of the day like you defend that person like the fact that they're leaking things about like well this player was treated differently than me just shows that they're not close so that that was one thing from 100 but so one question i thought nick didn't do a good uh, didn't give like a great answer to so i asked him at the end of the press conference like What's one thing he's learned from last yeah, year? Yeah, this was bad. That he thinks would help him next year if he got in like the same situation. And I know he's not going to get up there and be like, look, in week 14, I did this and I probably should have done that because that's just not the type of specifics they're going to get into. And I, I look, Nick is very successful. He's an NFL head coach. Like, he, you know, in the same way, like Jalen kind of do what you do. Like, Nick, I get it. But like, man, the whole five, like, <laughs> the five things he believes in. He's talking about how like uh, connect and compete. Those both start with C. So they go together and like accountability. Like it wasn't an answer to me that sounded like any type of substance as to what he learned. And I know that he's not going to give an example, but it would have been nice for, to hear him say something like, look, you know, last year I tried to save the season with like this. And you know, I, now I know when I go through this, maybe to handle this a little differently to me, it just sounded like he just like rambled on about his five levels of connecting and didn't really offer much in terms of substance. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, it's one of those things where when these press conferences happen in any forum or any setting, and I'll give, I'll give Dave Dombrowski uh, a lot of credit with this and look how he's good at handling these, but how he doesn't say much. Like when Dave Dombrowski does a press conference, I feel better about the Phillies. Like, kind of no matter what's going on, I'm always like, all right, well, like, this guy's in charge. So, you know, like, it can't be that bad. You, seriously, you know, because he's so right. smart in the way he answers questions and he's so forthright without giving you something he doesn't want to give you, but he gives you things and he tells you, like, where the team is at. And it feels like you're just being treated like an adult and treated with honesty and treated with whatever. Like, so, like, all you ever want from executives or coaches is when they talk that you want you want them to make you feel better about them being the stewards of your franchise, right? You want them to be like, you want to like look at them and say like, good, all right, that guy's in charge. I feel really good about that. And I do with Howie in a different way because obviously he's smart and he knows what he's saying. On him. But like that answer from Nick, and I think Nick has gotten so much better at the podium, that answer from Nick was one where I'm like, one of the times where I'm like, oh man, like I don't feel better about that guy being in charge of my team. You know what I mean? It reminds me of... Have you, I'm sure you've seen, because you've probably seen every movie I've seen, but have you seen The Truman Show? Of course. Multiple okay, times. So you know that part in The Truman Show when he's starting to like figure out that things are weird and his wife is holding a box of cereal and she's like, let's have, I think it's Bisquick. She's like, let's oh, have and she Bisquick. does the ad or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, he goes like, he looks, he's like, he's like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's how I feel when yeah. Nick goes on his, ri- now I believe he believes in it and I'm totally. like, look, it's gotten yeah. it's far genuine. in life. But, but yeah, exactly. But like, there are times where I'm just like, like, what are you talking about, man? Like, I got, like you saying like, you, like and, he, and he goes, and he goes like, you know, in 2021, we doubled down on it and it worked in 2023. We doubled down on it and it didn't work. So like, are you basically saying that next year, if it happens again, you'll just triple down on it and then like, just see what happens. Like, 
I do believe that they've internally talked about what happened and how they could do things differently, and I think he'll be better for it next year having been through it. But it was not an answer to your point where I was like, man, it sounds like they really learned from it and they know what they're doing next Especially time. because you don't even need to, like, I didn't even need to go through with it and I could come up with a better answer. Just like, I, hey, listen, I learned what it's like for a team to go through a really tough losing streak and not be able to get it back on track and what those type of yes, dynamics exactly. are with yes, teammates. Exactly. And, yes, and I yep. learned kind of more how I have to handle certain teammates and certain players in those situations. Like, he doesn't even have to say anything. You just say about, like, this situation and say, I learned how to handle this and that. And it would have sounded competent and together. I'm so well, with you. And also, like, dude, Nick. Let's not act like these five core values. I know. Are, I know. Like, he, said, he talks about them like they're, like... Yeah, it's like the, uh, holy. the laws of physics. It's, uh, yes, like, it's like Newton's laws exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like it's like so now let me tell yeah. you about gravity connect. Right, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. and he says today he's like, you know, these were years and years of coaching and coming up with it. I'm like, bro, they're compete accountability, football IQ, and fundamentals. Like, like I think like like my brother like you know could come up with this. Like Zoe so, can understand that. That is not right. high level and look, concepts think, like, here. Th- this line was so funny. So they just emailed the transcript, which I have it in front of me. But he he's talking about and he does this all the time. He talks about the order of the core values. Like, bro, like no <laughs> one cares what order the core values in. But he he goes. He goes, connecting and accountability are the two, I would say. Oh, no, no, sorry. He goes, even though I say connect, compete, those two Cs kind of go together, so they stay together. Like, can you imagine Howie, who's, like, super analytical, like, sitting in there and him being, like, and, and like, listing the core values, and he goes, well, I'm going to put connect and compete together because they both start with C. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> Next year they're like two and six, and it's like, all right, I'm thinking about separating. Two and I know it won't sound as good, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know they both start with C, but I think I'm gonna put accountability in the middle. It's like, what are we doing? Like, I'm not saying it's wrong, but just like, I don't know, man. It wasn't a great answer. Uh, if I was the PR staff, I'd be like, maybe stop listing the core values when you. Well, that's the thing is, like, like he mentions them too much as it is, but that's fine. Like, it's your thing. Don't list them every time. Like we well, know, we heard like, them. I know. Yeah. Don't act like it's the most profound to, like, thing. In-depth analysis yeah. of it. Like it's yeah. just. He really talks fat, about them yeah. like they're super profound, and it's like <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. super simple things that every high school coach is teaching his football team. I he may say. not. He may not say it the way you say it, but like, I those words are being said in every high school football coaching room right. in America. Be accountable. You know, compete. Like yeah, dude. No. No, earmuffs one, two, three. I'm sorry. No shit, man. <laughs> exactly. No yes, exactly. Yes, God, like, yeah. dude, I feel bad saying this, but I'm gonna say it. So, like, I, I was one that asked him the question. So the whole time he's looking me in the eyes when he says this. And, like, <laughs> oh no, it is it is hard when someone's looking you right in the eye, even just in everyday life. Like, if you think about conversations, when like people, when you talk to someone, like your eyes move. You look up. You sure, look down, of like, course. Yeah, it's hard like, when someone really stares into your soul. Right. At press conferences, when someone, when you ask a question, they look at you, there's just something where you want to like keep looking at them. And like, man, when he was doing this and really going off, I was just like trying not to like break eye contact, but also trying not, <laughs> not to, like, to laugh. laugh. I'm sure, yeah. And like, I felt bad, but I'm just like, again, like the, I felt like the Jim Carrey gif of like, what are you talking about? man? Like, what, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? Like, yes, they both start with C. Like, okay. Like, oh. so does Cookie. Like, I, I but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like Nick. I think he's very smart. But the, I do like too. The, yeah. the whole 
listing of the core values and stuff does feel very elementary. Yeah, it does. Um, all right. Uh, I got to take Zoe to gymnastics. You got any other takeaways before final thoughts? And we'll, we'll be la- back on Thursday with the Parks Picks pod and if anything else kind of filters out. or, or So the last one is just um, I really think with Reddick, like – if someone offers him a ton of money, he's gone. If someone doesn't, he's back. Like, 100%. I, don't think it's, I think it's that simple. I don't think it's simple. like some deep thing. I think they want him back, and if he doesn't, if it like it fits on their books and they can save money by signing him and extending him, they'll do it. If some team offers, if some team with like all this new cap space is like, oh look, I'll give Reddick an extra eight million a year, and like I'll give you guys like this player and a third round pick, then I think he's gone. I don't think they've decided one way or the other. I think this week will really go a long way in deciding. I agree. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Oh. Um, let me pull them up. Sorry, Here, I'll go, for, I'll go first while you're pulling yours up because I, I have so many, but I'm going to go with this one. Um, it's uh, I Honestly, I'm shocked that it has not happened because it's started to happen a little bit here and there. It'll happen like a special one here or there, like, oh, a week of this once, not even really a week. But like anyone who works in movies, if you're listening, uh, you're welcome. Uh, plan to, my plan to save movie theaters, not that, it, I mean, they're doing all right and all that, they're, they're bouncing back and all that, but like, oh, well, let's not get into this again, but <laughs> like, just put old movies in the movie theaters, like do a Quentin Tarantino month where I can go see Pulp Fiction and I can go see Inglorious Bastards and Reservoir Dogs on the screen, put, uh, do a James Cameron month with Avatar back and Titanic and what, you know, like put like old, put like 2001 A Space Odyssey, I want to see that on the big screen, like do Jaws, like do a Spiel. Month. Like, I know that they'll do like little special screenings or like, you know, certain like specialty theaters will do like a week of shows or whatever. Like, all year round, you should have two screens dedicated to old movies all year round. I know I'm sure there's some sort of licensing this, this, figure it out. Like, I will go to the movies more if I can go see my favorite movies of all time on the big screen again or for the first time. You're welcome. So, look, I think you know that of all the people that have the target audience for this, I am not one of them. So, like, I I agree there are probably a lot of people out there out there like you that would do that. It's definitely not up my alley. Yeah, I just it's not it your thing. I it's know. not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my final thought I, is I, also, I feel very strongly about it. It's a great thing. No, yeah. Look, I think it'd be fun, like, for sure. I think wonder if there's a way if you can, like, if you get 50 people to sign up to do it, then the, the theater will... Like, I wonder if there's something like that, you know, like, where... I, don't I like this. Make it grassroots. That's good. Yeah, instead of like, look, we have to Friday, be a lot more than that. Pulp but... Fiction. Yeah, but somewhere where like everyone can bond together and be excited to go see a movie. But all right, so I'll, I have a movie one. I was going to go with something else, but I'll stick with the movie. So do you remember that um, show? I think it was called Pop Up Video. You'll definitely remember this, actually. It was like they would show um, music videos and then like something would pop up and be like, you know, a fun fact. Yes, like, of course. Like Elton, John, yes. Elton John bought these glasses, like wherever, right? So I think what they should do for movies oh, is no. something similar. So if I'm watching oh, a movie, it, it, what? I'm just groaning already. Okay. So here's what I think it would be. And this would be an option. Like it wouldn't. Be yeah. I, okay. Movie. I was about to say if, if, if you, as an option, I don't hate where you're going with this. Like it right, can't like, be. Yeah. Not all. You movies know, like there's a subtitle or... option and you can pick a button. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate this. Then, there there should be going. like a button you press and an option is like, honestly, you could call it like, like the idiot mode or whatever you want to call it. But like, so where if like 20 minutes in, it's like a little subtitle underneath, like, Hey, that's that guy's uncle or like remind <laughs> just like little things to remind you what's going on. <laughs> like, you so know, like, I, so I don't need this at all. I like this. I would you never turn agree, this off, but, 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 but Elliot, I, you know, I, I, I am willing to take out, get out of myself and think 
I think this is a great idea. Right? I think like this is a, a I think that like, again, I would never use it like ever, but I do think that for so many people, like I think this is a big thing with like Game of Thrones when people would watch Game of Thrones. There's so many yes, characters and, and they have all these weird names. And became, like if it was like, oh, that's that. It, this is the guy. It's the father of blah, blah, blah. Or that's the husband. I, I, Elliot, I actually think this is, and again, it has to be a choice. You have, it's you have an option. Like you said, yeah, it's not choose just on idiot screen, mode. Right. Maybe we'll go yes. with a less, you know, maybe make, yeah, not like, make people you know, feel that bad for doing it. Like, it hold, help, like a guy, helpful a motor. Yeah, hand, exactly. Yeah, helpful. Yeah, uh, exactly. I honestly, I and you, you're good at coming without outside the box ideas a lot of times I, I hate them sometimes I like them right I think this might be the best idea you have ever it's given great right but like yeah, you know like a, a little idea. something you I think know, it's like, I think it's a, a freaking genius idea explaining why this is a big deal that just happened like I think I, I think I, it's a great see unlike you so or you're like this isn't my target thing I don't care about movies so I'm not gonna respond I can say even though I would never use this what a great idea I'm, I'm more magnanimous yeah. than you yeah I think I think it would work so maybe I'll pitch it maybe it'll be my shark tank idea so and you, you can idea. even do a fun version of it, like you know, little fun facts on the screen throughout the no, whole. No, well, thing. That, I, that's where I thought you were going initially, and I like that idea. No, I think too. it's like a helpful guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're both great. All right, I really have to go. We went later, and I thought I have to go to gymnastics. So uh, we'll be back on Thursday, most likely, definitely later in the week. <laughs> It's um, funny to think of you going to gymnastics. I got, yeah, <laughs> and we're, I'm, I didn't realize what time. I got to go, like right now. So we will, uh, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Elliot, love you, buddy. Get back from Indy Safe. We'll talk to everyone later. A week until then, he's Elliot James.